Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCab podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm talking with Wesley Kinsman-Hall, a designer, illustrator, cardboard creature creator, webcomic author, and animator. Wesley Kinsman-Hall, thank you for being on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a real honor. And I don't know about an honor, but it's fun. You get to talk yeah. to me. That's, you know, that's actually the hardest part, so. It's, that's true. We've known each other for quite some time, and before I get you to talk about your, your background and what you do, I do want to mention every year at Convocation, which is um, when new students come to, to campus, I mention your name for the last five years. Oh, nice. I, I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, I don't think you did. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I kind of go into this little uh, speech, which is my like philosophy is, you know, you learn a third of, of uh, your college experience, you learn in the classroom, a third you learn from yourself, like inner reflection and a third from your friends. So, you know, I remember when we were in undergrad, like I saw you every day, I, you know, Paul, Chris, uh, you know, Brandon, we were this like close little group and there was other people too, but like the, you know, I saw you guys, I learned from you guys, we worked on each other's projects, we helped each other out. And so, you know, I kind of talked about, I talk about, you know, like if I need an illustrator now, I call Wesley. I was like, I haven't seen Wesley in years, but he's the first person I think of. So, um, you know, I, I do think art school romances or art school friendships um, last last forever um and uh you and i are are proof of that so yeah for sure yeah i was i was thinking the same thing i was thinking about like i still think probably like the best artist i know is paul fly you know for sure like just like hands down the guy who could do everything and then you know i just saw my friend michael who we went to college michael tillotson mm -hmm. and i still think he's like one of the best illustrators i know and i would list him in that like I kind of think he could always be the next Shell Silverstein if he wanted to be, but you know, it's definitely like that. Like, I think I learned from them, from you, from, yeah, like Brandon and Chris, uh, just like a ton of stuff. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I think community has a lot to do with it. Cause you know, there's so many students who just drop out of school and you know, they're like, oh, I didn't fit in. And I, I say a lot of it is what you make of it. Cause I remember being at the art building basically since I, you know, or as soon as I'd wake up and crawl out of bed, I'd head in and then would be there till midnight when, you know, they yeah. closed or after sometimes we just stayed in there. What? But Never. I don't condone that because now I'm the person who has to yell at people if they do that. So yeah. I don't, don't make work for me. Um, but you know, that was our life. Like we, we spent that whole time and granted, you know, social media was very much in its infancy. Then I think we all got Facebook accounts around that same time. Yeah. You had to have your college EDU address before you yeah. even do it. So, you know, it was, it's been a while we're dating ourselves, but um, yeah, I just remember just that, that experience and just always being there and just always being able to help out. And then we go, you know, eat and, you know, yeah. hang I mean, out it, and that was our network. Yeah, I mean, it really became like, that was the nice thing, like, I don't have it now, but back then, 
you know, you could just go to the art building and someone was there somewhere doing something. Mm-hmm. And usually you could convince one of them if you're really hungry to go eat with you or, you know, or if you're just like, what are you doing like this? And it's like, do you need help? Like, okay. Or you just want to, you know, shoot the shit. Like, sure. Here you go. Like there's always somebody or some, a lot of people hanging around. Yeah, totally. It was, I mean, it was therapy and it was, it was camaraderie and it was uh, educational. I mean, I, I learned so much. Um, and not necessarily like, you know, I learned techniques from, from people, I, you know, but just kind of experimenting because we just didn't care. Yeah. I mean, like at that time, you don't, there's no like, there's no, nobody's like paying you or you're not going to lose money. I mean, I think, you know, like in the graphic design world, you're like, oh no, like, can I take this risk or is this client going to turn it down? And it was like, here, we're just doing things for ourselves. And it's kind of just like, who cares if anybody sees it? Cause we can share it. I remember we had the, we used to have that, you know, small, uh, it was the small studio downstairs. I remember it was open and I was like, can I do like a, a project here? And we did, and it was me, Michael and Lee, who we were all roommates at the time. And we just like dragged in a bunch of desks and dressed up and then just made art in there. And we called it like artwork or something dumb. It wasn't for any class or anything. It was just yeah. like, here we go. This is what we're going to do because there's an open room and I have some spare time right now. Yep. I, studio 108. Yeah. Studio 108. That yeah. Was the best. yeah. That's, that's not the art building anymore. Yeah. I hear they, they tore it down, which is very disappointing. No, they didn't tear it down. Oh, did they not? Is what yeah. I know they built a new one. Yeah, they built a new one, and so the majority of that building now is theater and dance. Um, okay. Except for ceramics and sculpture, because they stayed because they need. Yeah, they need that that space. Sure. Yeah. So, but it I, Barry took me there over Christmas. Um, okay. Over Christmas, and you know it's funny because he's the dean, the dean now, so it's like he calls security and it's like I need you to let me in. This is the dean of the College of Arts and Letters, and I'm nice. like Barry, you know we're just goofing off. Like you have no actual agenda besides just showing <laughs> stuff off to me. But um, yeah, the new building's awesome. You should go check it out after cool. after quarantine. Yes, after quarantine. Everything. Yeah. Yes. We're, when we get back to normal. So anyway, Wesley, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, what you do. Uh, yeah, so I'm Wesley Hall. I feel like, I don't know why I always start with my name. Um, so I do web comics. I do Pizza Dad, which you can find at pizzadad.pizza. You can actually buy a pizza address, which I love. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I do. So I do web comics. I do illustration. I do art. I've been messing around in animation and 3D. Uh Gosh, I think, yeah, just across the board in my day-to-day life, I do a lot of uh, what is called ER, uh, CRM, or it's mostly email marketing um, for a startup over there, uh, which is, is a lot of Is it still like, a startup? Uh, you know what? I think we're the biggest in the game. It's the Smile Direct Club. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we're still in the first five years. It's like okay. grown exponentially. When I started, it was literally you could fit all of that department into the corner of this one room. And now it's like a hundred plus strong and you'd be like, they're like, here's this person. And I was like, when did they start? And they're like, they've been here for two years. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, hi, I'm Wesley. How's it going? Yeah. I've done their coloring book, which uh, they give away. If you go to their smile shops for the free scan, you can ask for one. And it is now in, I think three, three or four countries. So it's been translated into German recently. Did you so, write uh, the story as well? Yeah. I, I wrote it. They were like, can you do this like fun book? 
and it's like a coloring book and just like something to entertain kids to scan themselves take about 30 minutes for like sitting down so they're like people are coming in will you make a fun book and i was like cool and i wrote out a little poem and drew all these pictures and i was like they're gonna just rip it to shreds and they were like no this is great and the ceo was even like oh very amazing work that like publish it and then wow. and then like a year or two later they were like or i guess last year they were like hey can you actually I did a script um, based on my handwriting and they're like, hey, we need a, like a character or two for German so we can translate this into German. And they bought the copyright off me and everything. So it was like, wow, you're official. Yeah. Uh, internationally published author and illustrator. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, good for you, internationally published author and illustrator. I still have Wesley Kinsman Hall draws the presidents. Yeah, I have uh, that. Have you updated uh, it? Did you update it for? Mm, no, I don't. I don't think I'll ever recover from. That. We're just. Know. We're not going there. But yeah. 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 No, I haven't. Um, I have worked on. Let's see. I'm about to publish or about to push out a book. Here, I have it over here. Boom! It's a uh, dad knows best. Maybe by the time this is out. Dad knows. Like, oh, knows best because your knows. Best. Yes. Your nose. So yeah, I drew a comic called Nameless PCs for a long while and so this collected all my comics from kind of right before right at the time I became a father to about 2018 when I stopped and kind of started switching over into making pizza dad comics um and so it has like a uniquely gray nose and so the nose is a pun there so you know, already know you're getting a dad joke as you go into it you just like you know what to expect for the rest of the thing I know it's you're you're not you're not swaying I think yeah. the day you became a dad, you were so happy because you could officially tell dad jokes. Yeah, no, I was just like, this is the humor I was born into. Like I was, <laughs> I had been there the whole time. It was just, I just needed the offspring to catch up with me to, to call it fair. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the only reason you decided to have a child was yeah, like, probably, I, yeah. I, need, <laughs> I need to be able to tell these jokes. You know, it was a really big uh, part of my PowerPoint slide when I made the presentation early. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Um, you also um, worked um, for RimCAD for a little while. I don't know if you're done with that. I think you're done. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what time and space is anymore. Time yes. is irrelevant. <laughs> um, you worked on our illustrative design degree. Yep. I wrote the two, I, I guess there are two capstone courses. Yep. Uh, so the last two courses I wrote that and then I'm part of the kind of the board right now. We just the had a meeting board. Yeah, the other day about kind of helping shape that program and everything. That's right. You know, Jay, Jay was with yeah. me when I adopted my cat. Oh, RIP nice. Nibby. So, well. yeah, but, um, yeah. So you, you done that. You've also been in the show in our Philip J. Steele gallery. We had a web comic show six, seven years ago. Yeah. I still have some of that art downstairs. You've sent it to me. And so I have nice. it like, I need to actually frame it and hang it up big, but then it's also kind of, it feels weird. I don't know. How do you feel about this of uh, putting your own art around the house? Sometimes I'm, I'm okay with it. And then sometimes I'm like, can I see someone else's version of the world just for a moment? Yeah. You know, I think in moderation, it's okay. I, yeah. I have a, a giant painting of you actually hanging in um, our hallway. Um, yes. But it was, it was a project that I did um, that involved like a projector and uh uh, video on your where your head would be and now yeah. it's now it's just wesley faceless wesley stares at me every day so what a gift i know i know well shelly um my wife uh sometimes t 
takes pictures of that painting and draws faces in on like Snapchat or whatever. Oh, okay. And so it lives on. Well, there you go. I mean, that's like kind of what good art does, right? Exactly. But yeah, you can totally have your own art up in your house. Yeah. Because really, how many people are coming to your house, first of all? Not not a lot. Not a lot right now, too, for sure. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. So um, are you working from home? Is that you? Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So no, no commuting. Are you, are you, uh, it's also weird to me that you drive a car. I've ridden in a car <laughs> with you once, but yeah. like the, the longest time you did not have a driver's license I or did, a vehicle. I, yeah. I didn't have a driver's license until I was 24. I graduated from college and then I went to AmeriCorps. I failed my driver's license test right before AmeriCorps. It was like, I was knocked for just like turning just a little too tightly on something. I think I had practiced in my friend Greg's car, uh, which was a, a smaller sedan. And then I got in my my parents like SUV. And so I just didn't adjust properly. Um, and so rightfully so the guy knocked me and was like, just come back next week. And I was like, I'm leaving for uh, actually Denver, Colorado. So, and I left without a driver's license. And then I came back and I was like, all right, I got to drive because no one will bum me rides. There's no, I can't, I can't be an alum and still go to the art school and hope that someone is there and remembers <laughs> me. <laughs> it was like, by that time it was like, Oh, I don't know any of these people. I've got to, I've got to figure out my own transportation. Nice. Also, I have a job now. I have to go to work every day. Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm still trying to work on that three day work week. Um, that's yeah. my, that's my goal in life. Uh, when I figure that out, I'll clue you in. Um, so speaking of AmeriCorps, yeah, you were in Denver. What did you do when you were out here? Uh, so Denver was like the base um, in the way AmeriCorps works, uh, or at least this program, which is AmeriCorps in triple C, which is a great if you are in college or looking to graduate. It's 18 to 24 year olds, 10 month program. I think they have five campuses now. At that time, they had three or four. Uh, you So you started in Denver, you'd learn, you get essentially assigned like a group of 10 or 12 uh, uh, people. And then they would take you out on what they called spikes in the region. So for the Colorado is all the way up. Um, I don't Wyoming. know geography. Wyoming. Yeah, and then yeah, and then all the way down to Texas. And uh, at that point, everything was still kind of recovering from when the golf got hit by those tornadoes, kind of back to back. So we also had like a commitment to the golf. So I was in Louisiana. Uh, my first trip was down way all the way down to the bottom of Texas to Big Bend National Park, and I worked with the trail crew there. Uh, oh, nice. So hiked around. Um, and then I went to Homa, uh, Louisiana, and then I think, yeah, and then we did another one in New Orleans as part of, I hope has a face, we were rebuilding uh, houses with kind of a green, uh, using green energy down in the, down in New Orleans, I can't remember the district's name right now, and then um, two hurricanes hit uh, back to back, and I ended up going to gosh, uh, Louisiana for one of them. And then to Galveston, or I didn't go to Galveston, Texas. I think I went, I went to Austin, Texas, but I worked in a old JC Penney's. Uh, it was like an abandoned JC Penney's in the mall, uh, calling in for FEMA. So people, I would call people in Galveston that, uh, needed housing and would try to get them housing as part of like a combination with FEMA, essentially just like added phone bank worker. It was a very strange experience. Yeah. But you were in a JC Penney's. Yeah, yeah, it was it was weird. I think I was in the boys section or something, you know. I would not I I that's where I would put you. That's you know, yeah, my rightful place is really. <laughs> exactly. It felt at home. 
exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think we've ever actually talked about you going into the AmeriCorps. I know you did it, and then I don't know. I guess I was in Florida at the time. Maybe I don't. Yeah, remember. I think you had graduated before, so I did it like right after college. I graduated from college in two thousand six in December, and I think I got in like February. Yeah, February fourth, two thousand. Was it two thousand eight? Yeah, because I think I graduated and then had like a year where I was working and then they accepted me in. Um, okay. So I was kind of like, because I was kind of the cutoff because I think I had turned 24 the second and not not a lot of kids were 24 in there. So I was one of the older ones and also without a license. So, you know, it was a great game. <laughs> yeah, you know, you looked like you were 12, so it was fine. Yeah, you know, yeah, I passed. I passed as a 16-year-old. I yeah. hope. No, I probably looked 12. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, that was cool. Uh Right after, right after college, you worked as a designer for a, a small company in, in town. Yeah. You did that for a while and then went to AmeriCorps. Yep. And then I came back and did the same. I worked for the same group at, at a better pay, if that, I can say that. And then I worked at Justin's for a little bit um, doing kind of yearbook covers and okay. stuff. Um, and then from that first gig, uh, lady started her own design business and brought me in there. Um, and then, so I worked there and I, along with doing freelance, I was, I had moved back up into Nashville at that point. And then I think she was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was weird. Cause that day I had to go get like repairs on my car. So I promised to spend like what felt like a big amount of money. And then she was like, I can pay you for about two more weeks. And I was like, oh, good. And then I also, I think I reached out to Brandon and worked with Savant Learning Systems. Yep. Then, um, kind of creating like educational uh, PowerPoints that they turned into flash videos. Um, and then from there, I've started getting into email marketing. I started to work at a place, um, that would do a bunch of email marketing for clients like Michaels and, uh, GMC and Gerber were kind of my clients. And then I okay. just had kind of been going down that route. Nice. Yeah. E email marketing. I delete all of those. Yeah. I mean, uh, sorry. most people do, but you know, <laughs> You've got to grab their attention. Yeah. You got to grab all, their attention. It's all, it's interesting because uh, what's interesting about the art and email marketing or like the marketing is that there's a lot of limitations and mm -hmm. it feels in a very weird way. Um, it feels very like DIY aesthetic because uh, a lot of the code that you can input in there is only like you're using so many browsers and, or sorry, so many email clients that unlike the web browsers, when you're making a website, the web browsers all kind of adhere to a set of rules. Right. The email clients don't. Uh, and so they're kind of all over the place. And so you have to kind of always have to find out weird fixes and solutions when putting the code in there of like how it gets together. And then it weird, uses this like weird old code that I remember like learning when I was 12. Like I made tables and now everything's in divs, you know, it's right. just like an inline CSS or you have to use inline CSS opposed to CSS sheets. You can't use JavaScript. So it, it's an interesting because there's so many limitations that you have to like, how do you make the best thing with the limitations that you have? And it becomes like an interesting challenge in that. Well, that's cool. Can we blame it on Microsoft? Is it Outlook's fault? Yeah. Uh, Outlook is terrible. It actually uses word to render emails. Really? It uses like the same engine. Yeah. And if you make an email long enough, this is like deep into the email geek lore, uh, you will hit a page break because Word would put a page break there. And so Word just does its code. Really? I, I hate Outlook. Um, 
with a passion. Um, yeah, it's a terrible, it's not great. Everyone just get a Gmail account. That was the worst day in the company was when they switched from Gmail to uh, Outlook. And oh, so you, you, you're on Outlook. Yeah, they switched everything over to Microsoft. So not only Outlook, but Teams and SharePoint. And I, it's upsetting that Google can do Excel better than Microsoft can do Excel. Yeah, we're we're all on uh, RimCab. We're all on uh, the Google suite. So um, it's a smart move. Don't change. Thank you, Google. Um, nice. We're not sponsored by Google, but you know, if you want to sponsor me, I'll take. What does Google have? What do, I don't want a Google phone. I don't know what yeah. they they can give me. So maybe <laughs> I don't want that. I'm still trying to get my Popeyes uh, chicken sandwich sponsorship. So oh Popeyes, yeah, fingers crossed. Me. Yeah, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't like Microsoft Teams. That's what the NBA is using for their virtual fan experience. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm a big basketball fan. Um, I actually have the basketball game on to my right. So if you can oh, okay. see me looking, that's what's happening. Is it the um, Harlem Globetrotters? That's my no, favorite team. No, And what's uh, what's their number one opponent, their opponent, the Washington uh, Sen- Generals? The Generals. Yeah. They, the Generals. Which uh, – the generals won one game by accident. Um, so a little fun fact for you. They weren't supposed to win, but uh, somebody accidentally made the shot that they weren't. It's kind of like wrestling. I hate to give that away. but What? Wait, that's not yeah, real. That's not real basketball. You can't bring a ladder onto the court? I, show me in the rule book. I don't know where <laughs> it says that. Um, but yeah, the NBA, because they're in the bubble, they have virtual fans. Um, you know, it's just like a, a big... Um, screen and and they do microsoft teams and so i have season tickets for the nuggets and they're like oh season ticket holders get first dibs and then i signed up and they're like you'll get a microsoft teams uh login and i was like nope and my friend toby uh he he set in for me so oh good well that's a good friend yeah yeah well he wanted he wanted to do it I, my big thing was like i don't know if i want to sit in front of a computer to watch the basketball game because I sit in front of my computer in my studio all day for work and all night work. Um, and so I just, I wasn't a big, big fan of teams. Um, How are you handling that? Like, because now, yeah. Cause like I do my work and then I'll do my personal work, which is more illustrative or design kind of based at sometimes the same computer, but sometimes it's like, I just have to move yeah. away because I can't be in that same space. Cause it is just like, Oh, I could just go and do this other thing that someone's going to yell about me tomorrow anyways. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's a big thing. I've been like trying to figure out how do I balance that? Um, as far as like, I sit in front of this computer all day and if I want to work in the studio, working on some video stuff or some music or, you know, anything else, like I got to turn around, but I'm still in the same space. Um, yeah. I've got different, I've got color changing lights that really helps because then it puts oh, you in a cool. different mood. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of depressing. Um, and I also, I'm in the basement. Um, so I have windows, like little small windows, but I have a giant like 43 inch monitor. So I can't see out the little window nah. um, without standing up. Um, so I don't know if it's day, night, uh, cold, raining, hot, you know, it's, it's been like record heat in Denver. Um, yesterday it snowed. It was ni- it was 94 degrees or 97 degrees on Monday. Um, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. It'll come out later. Um, but yeah, yesterday it snowed. Um, 
and today it's still like 34 degrees and then tomorrow i think it's supposed to be 95 again so you know i do remember that there was a time when, when i was in denver we went to the zoo one day and it was snowy and cold and terrible and then the next day was like short weather and you could still see like the snow melting you're like what will you just pick a temperature this is too off-putting yeah i remember um uh, it was about three or four years ago getting up shoveling snow out of the driveway going to work coming home and having to mow the lawn That's um, because I was like, well, the lawn's going to just die because, you know, that's what, what happens with snow. So yeah. um, it is what it is. So you're working from home. You've, yep. been, you've been working from home since March, I assume, middle yeah. of March. Uh, Friday the 13th is, is the date that sticks in my head because that's, that's when we made the announcement that we were going to move to the online platform. So Yeah, I think that was the day I, yeah, I had taken a break from or I went had the week off because it was my daughter's spring break and that was the week I was gonna go get the cat and like I was like we'll go to the zoo we'll do all this stuff and it was the Friday before and I was like let me take a day off to get like ready for the whole week coming up and then it was just like nobody go in ever it was just like oh okay yeah well I mean that's cool do you enjoy working from home or do you miss are you starting to miss people even like the cranky person in the corner or you you're totally like I am good I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I working from home is good. I would often uh, spend a lot of my time going into each of the meeting rooms or not a lot of my time, but some of my time uh, drawing on the walls and, you know, just like any, any marker board I could find. So I miss mm -hmm. walking around and just stopping and drawing weird things on the windows, but I don't miss the drive in, you know, I mean, any of those major metropolitan cities, uh, you know, all the businesses are in the center and all the people are not and then you have right. to I don't miss, yeah, I don't miss dropping off my daughter, fighting everybody for traffic, parking far away, getting on like kind of a smelly bus to ride up to work to just start my day and then have to repeat that process to get home. I get a lot more time back now because I can just go like, all right, we're done here. Then I can spin off and go into the other room. Um, I've started using my iPad a lot. Uh, I have an iPad Pro and I do, I use Procreate on that. And so it's nice oh, now yeah. that I can like, I can so I can switch spaces that way where I'm like, all right, I'm in here for work. And then when I'm ready to like not be in here, I can go into the couch and still illustrate and draw and create and do all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah, the balance, figuring out that balance, I'm still trying to figure it out because I've got my laptop and you know, I can take that uh, upstairs. The problem is I've got two dogs that always want to um, just be in all my business. Um, yeah obviously a cat i have a cat who's on my lap right now um but it's just kind of like that separation like shelly my wife when she's home she knows i'm working um and i did install a red light upstairs so if i'm recording like podcast or anything i just turn the red light on and everybody knows oh, don't nice. go downstairs that's uh, when the dogs like they know to stop barking they don't they're asleep right now i don't know what's going okay. on um <laughs> they can't hear me i've got soundproofing and stuff too um but yeah i just i'm not comfortable if i'm not in front of my like giant monitor like somebody will ask me to do something and i'll be like i can't see on this 15 inch screen i need giant 43 inch screen and then i have another screen on the side and i'm like i can't get my workspace can, set up so can you do anything on your phone i realize that's like how i know i'm old is that like 
people are like, oh, just reply to the message on your phone. And it's like, no, hold on. I need like a keyboard and a computer and to actually like compose a thought out. Yeah, I, you know, I respond. So I get a lot of student emails when I get a student email and I'm not around the computer, I, I try to respond, but it's always really short. And I'm like, I hope they know that I talk way too much. It's just this, like yeah. I'm on my phone and I got big hands and yeah. And I, and then what happens with me is I read the email on my phone and I'm like, oh, this is going to take a lot more thought. I've got to sit down with the keyboard and get into it. And then I get 700 emails in between that. And then that gets lost. And yeah. because I didn't, because I read it and it's not marked as new anymore, it creates problems. Um, it gets forgotten. Yeah. It just, it fades and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. You know, I took like three days off and came back and I had like 1200 emails. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And not all of them are like critical or important things, or I'm just copied on a lot of stuff, but yeah, just on the phone is, it's it's not enough. I I need I need a space. I need keyboard yeah. and a mouse or a trackball or a trackpad depending oh, yeah. on on what's going on. So you're using Procreate iPad Pro. Yeah. Do you have have like a Cintiq or? I have a Cintiq. Yeah, and so I have a Cintiq that I use like Photoshop on when I'm sitting here. I've just got Procreate uh, early February this year. I uh, got an iPad Pro and was starting that. I really like that experience because it's the closest to kind of like just going back to drawing on paper. You know, uh -huh. it's like easy to move everything around. You know, you sit on your lap, you can put on the TV and you can just kind of draw and work on some stuff. I've been working on like a children's book and, you know, I do my web comics on there and stuff like that. And it's nice, uh, you know, like it is a little bit more limiting. So uh, than some of the other stuff, like, you know, it's harder to do like the text without a mouse to drag it on and like set right. everything up kind of the way you want it to in Photoshop. So sometimes, and, but it's nice that procreate pushes out into a Photoshop document. So you can like get everything ready up to that point, push it to Photoshop. Then I can sit at my actual computer and do the, you know, be more in the work mode. And part of that is, you know, like for any kind of, any kind of digital art is also like, uh, processing the files and making sure all the files are the right size and the right shape and for whatever, forms and places you want to put them on yeah totally um they just came out with the new ipad pro with like a trackpad i think did they oh yeah, yeah. or yeah. like i think it's a, the case has a trackpad i don't know yeah it it's very like uh so i had a surface i used a microsoft surface for a while uh -huh. which is nice because it's like an interesting mix um and then surface did the surface book where you could fold it and was like essentially a laptop and it feels like iPad Pro is like kind of like, oh yeah, we could do that too. Or is like something similar to it in that. Yeah, they gave those away at um, an Adobe conference several oh, years nice. ago. I don't know where mine is. Uh oh, somewhere hiding back there. Somewhere in the in the vast void of old technology that needs to be properly recycled or thrown in a dumpster. Properly yeah. recycled. Um, yeah. Take the battery out, throw it in the dumpster. I don't really care. Um, and then... Uh, well, the, and then the next year they gave uh, like Fuji micro four thirds, little retro like oh, cool. cameras, like a thousand dollar camera, which is awesome. Shelly uses that more than me. Just to take, it's just like sitting upstairs and she takes pictures of the pets. And then six months later, she'd be like, hey, can you get all these photos off here? And I'll look, and I'm like, oh, you have literally documented every day of these pets lives. 
and the battery still works. That's the best part nice. about that camera is that I don't think I've ever charged the battery. Um, well, there you go. I feel like if that's not an endorsement, nothing is. Yeah, Fu Fujifilm. And, and they have a little app on your phone where you can like set the camera up and take oh, the pictures cool. on the phone. So I'm, I'm pro that Fuji camera. Thank you, Adobe and Fuji. Ding. Yeah, this is where it's um, like sponsored bit. This is where you play the sponsor music underneath it. I know. I wish I had sponsors. Um, I mean, I guess I technically have sponsors. Rimcat is the sponsor yeah. of this podcast. So, um, yeah. So uh, another thing, you do not have a master's degree. I don't have a master's degree. Am I the first person on your show who hasn't had a master's degree? I feel like I cannot be. No, no. Nathan, okay, Nathan who, uh, Brown, who was on a couple weeks ago, doesn't even have an undergrad. Um, there you go. Perfect. He went to art school and dropped out. No, we have lots of people who don't have a master's degree, but that's something that you and I have always talked about. You're like, I'm thinking about it. Where, where are you yeah. at in that? Are you still thinking? Yeah, I feel like I keep revisiting it. I find that a lot of the things that I like doing, especially like with writing a capstone course has been, I like learning and I like teaching um, and figuring out how to like best convey ideas in that way. I think if anything, like if you have to do one of those things where you like classify who you are and like problem solver is like the first one, I like figuring out problems and solving and then like showing others how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I always think like I could do a master's, it just keeps becoming like, how do you fit it into everything? Yeah, cause you're obviously not gonna leave your job cause you need yeah. money. You have a daughter. You're not going to yeah. abandon her, or maybe you will. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, uh, no, I will not abandon her. <laughs> All right. When she listens to this in 15 years. There you go. Yes. I feel like that's like part of it. Is everything is just like, look, I loved you. I don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> read the comics. Look at, read, listen to this podcast. Hello, future daughter. I love you. <laughs> I will never abandon you. If anything's happened, uh, it's probably Carol Baskin, is really it's just. <laughs> Blame Carol Baskin. That's that. She's the reason 2020 is the way it is. Yeah. I'm just going to probably. Yeah. Also, if you are listening to this in the future, you'll probably have to go to Wikipedia or its equivalent uh, and look up what this reference is. Because I'm sure it was like come and go. Yeah. No, no. She's not going to last the test of time, I'm sure. No. Um, the reason I brought up the master's degree thing is because obviously we have a lot of students who are like getting ready to graduate and they, you know, always bring up the idea. Well, maybe I'll go, you know, for my master's uh, MFA or, you know, something equivalent. And, uh, you know, I've seen you make a career out of not having one. Um, I don't think that's a hindrance. For me, it's all about the portfolio of work. But the teaching aspect, that's, you know, if yeah. you were to move into a full-time teaching position, um, you obviously need it. Um, you can teach without it. Somehow I taught without it. I don't know who gave me that job. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Dixie Webb. Um, so, yeah, it was actually really good for me to teach before I had a master's degree um, just to figure out, is this something I want to do? Yeah, and I think, like, that's the thing. I was thinking about this earlier was just, like, a lot of the times the concept of teaching and the act of doing aren't necessarily the same. I've seen it in the, both the corporate world and like in this, in the academic world where like the concept is like, if you get good enough at something, then you're then the person in charge of either watching other people do it and making sure they're doing it right or teaching it to people. And it, they aren't always skills that necessarily translate. Mm -hmm. um, 
to one another. And so, and like who you're teaching to and what you're teaching is also always different and like how you approach that changes. You know, I taught um, a course at Austin P like a summer camp for college making or comic making to 12 year olds. And, you know, like, I think it was like 12 to 13 year olds. Um, and, you know, like you have to teach them in a completely different way than you have to teach college students and in a completely different way than you have to teach, maybe slightly the same, uh, that you have to teach adults, you know, other stuff. So, and yeah, I would say not having a master's hasn't hindered me. And I would say that like, um, I think the dirty secret is that like, once you get out of college or once you kind of get away from college and into the working world, your portfolio is going to yep. make or break you. And, and it's kind of just like, and it's the same, like uh, who you meet in college will help. I think, cause I've gotten a lot of work because of the people I've met, you know, like because of you, because, you know, like I think we listed earlier where I was from, you know, like the stuff I did. And a lot of that was like people who I met around here. And it's like, I think it's important to be like, like when I look for an employee, the thing I look for is like, do they jive with the team first? Yep. Or do they seem hungry enough to want to learn anything? And, you know, like, do they have a foundation? Like, because I, I can teach you most of the skills or we can, you can learn, You anybody can learn anything. You know, it's like why you can get a degree in art and design is that like anybody can quote unquote be an artist and anyone can learn these things. There's like some rules you want to learn and there's a lot of it's skill and practice but you have to be like hungry enough. And then you like, nobody wants to work with a jerk. So. It's true. It's true. I, I know several people who are permanently unemployed because they are jerks, not naming names. You can guess who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So, you know, for me, I think you'd be a great teacher. I, I know that oh, for, for sure. Um, I've, I've seen you do, like printmaking demos for this was years ago, like letterpress yeah. um, stuff. And I think that was also with like at risk youth. Um, yeah. We did some stuff with, I had a, I think I had a scholarship with Goldsmith press there at Austin P which is like Goldsmith press in the letter in the uh, rare letter type uh, collection. I think is what it's called. It was with Cindy Marsh and we, yeah. uh, we went, we went and we would do, uh, we would talk to at-risk youth, or I think we just talked to youth at youth centers. Like, I don't, I don't know what qualifies someone for an at-risk youth, so I feel like bad classifying in them that way. Yeah, no, to that's probably, prob sorry, I probably shouldn't have said at-risk. I don't. Yeah, I. it might be what, to me, they were just kids. And it was yeah. just like, we'd kind of taught them about letterpress. We'd show them how to use the old hand crank press. We'd get them to set up their letters and understand kind of like how to lock in everything into the board and put it down. And then we'd, printed out on t-shirts and they had their own t-shirt of like whatever they wanted to say and stuff. So it was a cool experience. There was one kid. Um, I remember this viv vividly that um, all he wanted on his t-shirt and, and he, when I interviewed him, cause I did the video. Oh yeah. Um, I did like that documentation video, um, which was real weird. Um, if you watch it, it's real weird and not any sort of documentation video that you would ever expect <laughs> to see. Um, but I remember he just only wanted Green Day lyrics and only yeah. wanted to talk about Green Day. And so I was like, yeah, I like Green Day. I've seen them, you know, I'm, I'm old, I'm into Green Day. And then I realized that he only thinks that, I mean, he's probably 25 now, um, but at the time he only thought that Green Day started as a band when American Idiot came out. 
Mm-hmm. And for me, that was like when I stopped listening to Green Day. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, they're making a Broadway play. Um, I remember, yeah, I remember when American Idiot came back and you're like, oh, it's good to see that those guys are still doing something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just remember like that kid that was, he was like, yes, I'm like Jimmy from American Idiot. And that's all he talked about. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to cut everything that you're saying out of this video because you do not want to be the kid who gets mentioned on a podcast 15 years later about yeah. talking about green day. But I guess what you are. <laughs> yeah. I remember one kid just razzing me that I was short and he came up to me, like maybe my like elbow. And it was just like, kid, like, well, I don't know why you think you can pick on me in this moment, but okay. Thanks. He was like, you're short. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. Uh, thank you. <laughs> As I look down upon you, this 12 year old kid. How tall know, are you, Wesley? Uh, I'm a good five, six. Okay. I, I remember you being shorter than me, but most people are. So yeah, I mean, like I, I, you know, I'm, I, what is six foot the short, the average height of a male, but I, I think like five, 10, five, 10. Yeah. So I'm like four, four inches too short, but that's okay. I come from a smaller stock. It's okay. We pack <laughs> in tighter. Stock. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know your sister. She's, she's short. She's small. She's petite. Yeah. Can I actually tell the story of how, of like where our original like streams cross? Yeah. Do you remember this? So you used to be a count, a counselor at a church camp. Yes. And I think it was like Camp Crystal Lake, which I don't, or Camp Crystal. I don't know. Crystal so, Lake is the one in from in Friday the 13th. 13th this was yes. Crystal Springs, I think. Crystal Springs. It was close. Close That's, enough. There was a lake in the middle. Uh, so apparently, so what I found out in college is what uh, I went there. They told this, girl, this ghost story of a girl who had died and they buried her in the middle of the lake and her name is Crystal and she haunts one of the cabins and uh, they took us to one of the cabins that were kind of older and beat up and they walked around and they're like, oh, look, this is where she fell from the top bunk and died. And it freaked me out. And I was like, I'm never going back to summer camp again. And then it was like in college and talking I think it was to you and Brandon. You're like, oh yeah, we made up that story years ago. Sorry. I was like, that was, yeah, that was my first experience with Rob Fladry. It was. Yeah, that, and that's generally how people know me. I told some made up story years ago. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how many, awesome. how many, uh, how many church camps did you ruin? Is really the question. Yeah. I don't know. When you grow up in the South, church camp is just, that's what you do. Yeah, that was like the summer thing to do. And yeah, it was just like you were there for a week. I don't, we probably even there for just a weekend because we were young. I remember it was like we couldn't have been more than somewhere in 10 to 12. And it was just like parents were like, please go here and stay away for a while so we can yeah. just have some quiet during the summer. Like I just want to go to work and come home and sit. Yeah, I remember lifeguarding there and we had to have two lifeguards. So I, I think the statute of limitations is off on this. So nobody died either. Um, So another friend of mine, he was not lifeguard certified, but you know, I was pretty good with the Photoshop in back then. So I made him a uh, certificate saying that he, uh, he was a lifeguard. (laughs) It's, you know, that's a pretty impressive tale. And that was years ago. Cause you know, I learned Photoshop when I was in high school, um, it was like Photoshop one, like version 1.0. I don't think Adobe, I don't know if oh, Adobe yeah. even had existed you, at that point. Do you remember what, was that your gateway into 
like digital art. Oh, totally. Because we were looking at my, I was helping my parents clean out um, their house. They're about to move. And my dad is just like, is he's a librarian. So he likes to keep older things and like records and everything. Yeah. But he has um, kid picks, which Ooh. I had. Yeah, I have it old. I have it in the box back here. Kid picks. So funny enough, you know, my parents are moving or they've moved to Florida. Oh, kid picks. Um, my parents moved to Florida a year, year and a half ago. I don't even know. My dad retired, so he no longer flies helicopters, which is weird to me. Also, it's weird. I, you've met my dad a few times. Yeah. Um, he decided to quit his job on a whim. He was on vacation. He's like, I don't think I'm going to go back. And he like tells me this, like my mom was having uh, surgery. And so I flew in for that. And we, him and I went out to dinner while my mom was in the hospital. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to work. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you have been the, the person who's like, you get a job and you don't quit it. Like my dad yeah. was 50 years. My dad was in the military for 26 years and then 24 years working for a private contractor for the army. So he did the exact same thing for 50 years. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I think I'll just go clean up my office tomorrow night. And I'm like, excuse me, are you going to tell anybody? He's like, nah, they'll figure it out. I'm like, oh my God, dad, you have to write a letter. And so he writes this very like, Bob Fladry will not return to work. I'm like, no, you have to put some heart into it. You have to like spring emotion. And so yeah. then he comes back and he's like, it's now time to spend, it's now time for me to spend time with my family. I'm like, all right, we didn't need to go there. Like you're not dying. Like let's, <laughs> yeah. let's dial it back a little you bit. Read the room a little. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he quit, but um, they just brought out a box of like weird, weird stuff. Um, I like a lot of stuff from when I was younger. Um, I think there's actually a photo of you in that box randomly oh, nice. enough um, from college. Um, but like stuff that I did in high school, you know, and Photoshop was like my gateway. Um, and, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but in like, I was 14, I was like, they had one Mac computer on our campus or our campus high school. Um, and it was like the little, you know, Apple 512 little boop, uh -huh. happy little Mac guy. And so I was like, I want to learn how to use that. That thing looks awesome as opposed to, you know, PCs. And I'm, as you, you know, I'm not a PC guy. I've never been a PC guy. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I want to figure out how to use that. And they're like, well, you have to be on the live or the uh, yearbook staff to, or newspaper, excuse me, newspaper staff. Um, so I de facto became the graphic designer for the newspaper staff. No one ever to me mentioned the word design, graphic design, any of that. So they didn't know. They were just like, you just make the newspaper on here. And so yeah. I kind of learned that and I learned Photoshop and I learned Photoshop because I figured out a way to counterfeit dollar bills. You can't do that anymore. I just wanted free chips, okay? <laughs> free chips were, were the thing that uh, motivated me. You know, it's, I feel like it's how most graphic designers got their start, so it's okay. <laughs> free chips. <laughs> free chips. There, are yeah. there free chips? How do I get free chips? Exactly. Um, so, you know, that kind of like sparked something. And then the rest of high school, no one ever, you know, I took art classes. and They're like, you got to paint. I'm like, I don't want to paint. I want to do something cool. And they're like, nope, painting is where it's at. Yeah. Um, and so I got out of high school um, 
and kind of found my way into design a weird back door like didn't know what it was and then found somebody who told me what it was I was like oh okay well that's kind of what i've been doing and then found my way and then went back to college where we met so yeah, yeah but kid picks man i've never used kid picks i think i was oh, too yeah. old yeah i had kid picks on and then it was like and then because my dad's a librarian he would bring home software every now and then and it was like there's a there's a knockoff of photoshop called like paint shop pro or something yeah and that's and then my dad brought that and then i was you know at that time i think i was 12 making comcast web pages because they gave you free space yeah and i would just be like and that's what i would do with my spare time i remember like making my first animated gif of space ghost because i loved the show back in the day it was just nice. like did you what? not have a geocity site wesley no i did not because comcast gave it to us free it was okay. i think it was probably geocities came about and then comcast was like hey can uh we can get on that too don't go over there sorry you're probably hearing my cats jingle bells i know there. i like her bells there what's your cat's name this is rainbow awesome As, who, uh, names, who picked the name uh my daughter okay we, were, we got her from a, an adoption place here in nashville and uh her name was Eva, I think. And before we left, it was Rainbow. So I was like, oh, that's the one we're adopting. I like it. I like it. Yeah. If you don't, if you adopt a, a pet, you have to change their name unless you're connected to like whoever named the yeah. cat. Like Trinket, you know, you remember our cat Trinket years ago. Yeah. We got that from uh, a, a lady at Austin P named Cat Bailey. And okay. we got Trinket from her. And so we kept the name Trinket because she named it for a reason but every other cat or dog that we adopt name gets changed no more no more birth whatever they not birth yeah. name whatever <laughs> we got to fill out their personality so yeah all right um wesley we're wrapping up but i want you to talk about this uh children's book you're writing yeah so i'm doing a children's book called uh going goblins gone it's about some it's about a goblin in a living in a cage or sorry in caves not cage uh in caves and he wants to explore so it's a little sing-song book uh kind of and has a bunch of goblins in caves which are things i love to draw so that's nice. kind of what i do i think you should release the book with an audio tape do you remember books that came with audio tapes yes. when you were a kid or yes. records or i guess cds i don't I have one with my daughter who has a CD, yeah. And I don't think we have the book, but we have the CD and I played it the other day in the car. My car still has a CD player. That's how you know it's also old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you should totally release release an audio version. Oh, I'll do that. I'll see if we can make that happen. You totally are you can. are you willing to narrate? That's what I'm really need to know. Yes, yes. Sign me up. I'm there. It's how much alliteration? The title freaking me out already. So. Uh, you know, I don't think it's not that bad. It's okay. Not bad. <laughs> I can get a voice coach if I need to. I got, okay, I got, I got people on speed dial. So, um, well, Wesley, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, you're one of my favorite uh, people in the world. So it's always a, a fun time to get to talk to you. I got to, wouldn't we see each other October? Last yeah. Year? October of last year. We went to we dinner. Some, yeah. We had some good steak. Yes. I like steak. I, that's what I miss steakhouses and I miss Benihana. So, which is, you know, kind of a steakhouse, but it's more about the show. So, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if I know what a Benihana is. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, you don't have one in Nashville. You have a, I think Kobe steakhouse. Okay. Um, which 
I don't even know if that's still around because Nashville's crazy changing. We had Nathan Brown on uh, a few weeks ago um, from Nashville, and he's just like, dude, I, you won't recognize it. And I'm like, yeah, I fly in and don't yeah, even pay attention. You go to the same areas that, you know, like I would go to the places where I, you know, grew up and it's just like, what is, where did all this come from? Yeah. Who so, are all these people? Why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, website, shout out your website. Yeah, you can find me at pizzadad.pizza. Uh, that's where my webcomic is. I'm also inadequateseating.com, which has sort of more of my pro, uh, portfolio kind of stuff. Nice. Well, Wesley, I hope uh, you make it through quarantine and make it through life as we know it. Current, current life. I don't know yeah. what, what else to call it. The new normal. I don't like saying that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, nothing about this is really normal. So um, yeah, it's weird, you know. But I think, I think uh, here I'll leave this on the parting thought of like, I remember we grew up in a time where like, I feel like our generation has seen a lot of new normals from like the creation of new programs to social media to like COVID. It's like you know, even nine eleven was formative. I mean, it happened when I was a senior in high school. Is like all of that changed. Do you remember when you could go down to the actual meet someone at the gate? Of the oh yeah, airport. Yeah, you'd be like five minutes before a plane flight, and you just walk up there to it. Um, it was like not a problem. But yeah, but and all of that changes. And I mean, like there is no new normal. It's always just this is. We're always in rolling times and extraordinary times. So. Yeah, well, I kind of like the work from home thing. I, yeah. you know, I, I it is weird going going because I go in the office every couple of days, and then you know you see people and you're like, oh, you're real. You are real. Oh, yeah. so, you're not you're not just a digital voice. Yeah, I I, I really like like Zoom, um, you know, or uh, digital meetings. Um, and I also bought some Zoom stock when this started, so I'm liking Zoom a little bit more these that's days. That's a that's a smart that's a smart move. So, uh, yeah. Well, Wesley, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope to see you in in three dimensions soon. Yeah, for sure. So, awesome. Well, thanks, buddy. All right, have a good one. You too. All right, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's pod on our website, remcad.edu backslash remotely creative that's rmcad dot edu forward slash remotely creative and don't forget remotely creative at remcad.edu make sure you subscribe to remotely creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review special thanks to our team here 